0: Cairo Feast. Take a bite out of Dr. Jeff's wisdom so you can pay it forward. Come and get it. Cairo Feast is online and we are ready to serve. Oh, let's have a feast today. I've got a a, kind of an interesting topic for you and and, uh, this one is coming to you. Still in the midst of this fantastic pandemic. Um, But what's interesting about today's topic, I can't wait to share this with you, is that today's topic is one that applies every day in the practice of chiropractors around the world. Every day, no matter what time, no matter what age, no matter what cultural revolution is happening This applies always in practice. And the question that I wanted to answer is, well, what should I be doing right now for marketing? Because we can't hardly do anything, right? So we can't get together with groups. We can't, uh, you know, there's so much you can't do. And that's what people are kind of focused on right now is kind of living in this little bit of a pity party thing that we're dealing with. And they don't know what to focus on because so much has kind of been taken away. So so let's talk about the real story here. And that is how do you build your practice from the practice that you currently have? Now, maybe the only person that this applies, that this does not apply to would be somebody who's starting a brand new practice. If you have zero patients in your office and you're starting a brand new practice, a lot of this is not going to apply to you. Now, you can take pieces and parts of this and, and apply it um, because we all have people that we know, okay? So, I guess you know may, maybe my statement is, is incorrect uh, because we all have, let's just call it a thousand people that we know, people in your community. Uh, neighbors, family members, friends, Facebook friends, Instagram friends, Snapchat friends, TikTok friends, whatever. You know, I mean, we all have people, right, that we know from church, etc. clubs we belong to, teams that we're on, softball, t- whatever. I mean, we all have people, right? So a lot of this applies to that. So if you're a brand-new practitioner, maybe you're in school, how am I going to build my practice when I get out there? I don't, I don't have any patience. You could apply this to people you know. But for the most part, I'm speaking today to people that are already in practice. And uh, how do you get new patients? How do you, how do you keep the, the wheels turning here during a time when we can't be doing some of the typical marketing that we have all grown accustomed to? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. That's where we are going today. And the number one thing that you need to do is to focus on quality. Now, these are not in any order of importance, okay? I'll probably, there's one in here I'm going to slam you guys with and and tell you it's probably the most important thing. Um, But these are not necessarily in order of importance. But one thing you can do is to focus on quality. And you do this for two reasons. So number one, the reason that you focus on quality is that you get your mind straight, Get your mind focused on the quality of the interaction, the quality of the adjustment, the quality of care that you deliver speaks volumes about your practice and who you are as a doctor. So focus on the quality of the time that you spend with a human being because you have an opportunity to change their life. And when you do so with an intensity that is focused on quality, people are blown away by that. I'm blown away um, by certain people that I have had in other industries. So I spent uh, I spent time recently and I can't wait to uh, give you guys a podcast um, after my surgery that's uh, actually planned here for this coming week. But I was blown away by the interaction that I had with this orthopedic surgeon. He was excellent. He was fantastic. Now, I could go into 10 different things that he could have done better. But he really was excellent. And I had all of like four and a half minutes with the guy. Okay? But I was blown away. And I walked out of there wanting to refer anybody that has a problem with their knee, because he's a knee specialist, to this guy because I knew I could feel very confident in referring people to this person. So focus on the quality of your interaction. Focus on what you can give that patient, what their expectations are, and then over-deliver in that moment. Over-deliver. Even if it's a two-minute adjustment, two-minute time that you've got with that patient, or if it's a 17-minute, over-deliver with the quality of that interaction. And people will send you so many referrals, they will be banging your door down because people are that confident in the quality of the care that you deliver. All right. Number two. This is where I get on my little soapbox here. Number two is ask for referrals just ask <sighs> this is where I get frustrated okay because so many chiropractors old young new in practice old in practice well I don't want to seem too pushy I don't want to be salesy I don't want to seem like I'm hard up for patients for me that I have to ask for referrals. Shut up. Shut up. If I hear anybody ever say that to me, you're going to get those two words, shut up. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard because I typically follow that statement when somebody says that that statement which is so stupid and moronic. I follow that by saying, well, what is your mission? In your practice, what's your, what's your passion? What's your mission? What's your purpose? Um, why do you do what you do? Well, I want to help people. I want to help as many people so that they can feel better. I, I w- really want to, you know, I want to change lives by helping people feel better. Oh, okay. So that's a that's a worthy mission to help more people and to save people. So, if you're going to help more people how are they going to find out if they should come and see you how are you going to how are you going to have access to those people for you to help if you don't let the world know that you're available to help them don't be a bonehead if you want to help people you got to get the message out in any means possible i don't care get a radio show Go on TV, send flyers all over town, knock on doors, door to door. Get a booth and have a spinal screening booth. I don't, I don't care what you do. Get the word out, and don't be ashamed to get the word out. If your mission truly is to help more people, then tell people, ask people for a referral. If you if you're focused on quality, like the last one that I that I uh, told you about, that you can do. If you're focused on quality and you give the, the best possible care to people and it's impressive, why would you not say to that, to that person, hey, if you know somebody that needs great care, send them my way. There's a lot of lousy doctors out there, just like there's lousy attorneys and lousy mechanics and lousy dentists. Send them here and I will take great care of them. I promise you. Get the word out. Just Ask, so don't be a bonehead and say, I don't want to, I don't want to seem like I'm desperate. I don't want to, you know, be salesy. Shut up. Shut up. Okay. About that. That is dumb. Ask, just ask. Here's the funny thing. People are willing to help you. People are willing to send you uh, more patience, but a lot of times they don't know that they should and a lot of times they don't know what they should send people to you for. Okay? So let's let's go on with another one here. And that is education. Education. And this kind of this kind of dovetails in with the last one, which is just just ask for those referrals. Educate people on what you do. Remember this, you guys. Every person that you see in your practice came to you with a specific issue, okay. Now, as you get talking to people, of course, then they give you the, the laundry list. Like if I sat in front of a doctor right now and they asked me about you know all the different systems and parts of my body and how they're all doing, I would have to mention, you know, some plantar fasciitis issues in the past. I've got you know a couple of knees that are pretty lousy. Uh, my left shoulder is kind of a, a mess. Um, I've got three herniated discs. And my lower back, I've got degeneration in my neck and kind of a goofed up curve in my... I mean, I could, I could give you this list that's long, right? Everybody can give you this list. But, you know, if I was going to a doctor, I would have a specific reason. Usually it's the one that is bothering you the most at that time. So remember, all of your patients are seeing you primarily because they had one issue that they came to you for. And that is the issue. That is the thing that they think that you can help them with. And then as you're helping them, they think, okay... It, let's just say it was low back pain. So now they think, okay, who do I know that has low back pain? Because this guy, this guy, or this gal did a great job helping me with my low back pain. Um, so who do I know that has this problem? I'll, I'll send those people to. They're not thinking about the people with with headaches, migraines. They're not thinking about the people with the shoulder issue or the plantar fasciitis or uh, the ankle problem or um, the elbow or the the wrist issue or the numbness in the in the hand. Uh, problem. They're not thinking about all the different things that you do, and so you have to educate people. You need to talk about the, dif- the different things that you can help people with. Okay, so you know when I'm adjusting somebody's atlas, and you know I, I just I get done adjusting their atlas, and I go, you know what, that is the exact bone. Here's it's kind of a funny story. Um, that is the exact bone that if that's out of alignment in a baby in the process of delivering a brand new baby. And if that uh, bone gets out of alignment, which, by the way, studies have shown that about 85% of all babies are born with neck uh, trauma. And usually it's that top bone that I just adjusted on you. And that creates colic in babies. And it's one of the only things in practice that I can tell people that we have 100% success rate with colic in babies. So if you know anybody that has a baby that is dealing with colic right now, have them come in here because that bone I just adjusted on you is the same one that's out of alignment in those babies almost 100% of the time. Okay, so what did I just do? That person was laying on my table with low back pain and I've been helping that person with low back pain and because I'm adjusting full spine and I adjust that person's neck and I just adjusted the atlas, I'm able to tie it into something else that I help people with really? You see babies? Like actual infant babies? Like just born babies? Absolutely. You'll see babies come in and out of here all the time. So it allows you to educate even though you're not taking care of that patient for that issue. Does that make sense? So education, something that we can do right now. Very important because otherwise people are only going to think about the one thing that they came in uh, to get fixed. And that's the only thing you can help people with. All right, so here's one that's a little controversial. Yeah, 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 I can't even believe I'm going to say this. Okay, typically typically, um, we're pretty focused on delivering our adjustment and the impact in a very short amount of time because we are high volume in my clinic and so we don't want to take extra time Talking about the weather, talking about the sports, talking you know, blah, blah, blah. Having these big, long conversations. I mean, this happens a lot in closed room adjustments where people in a closed room, they get uh, stuck. A doctor will get stuck in there talking about the weather and talking about all kinds of stuff. And it's easy for 17, 18, 19 minutes to go by because they've got you in that private room. Open room adjusting uh, lends itself a lot better to faster, more Impactful and brief, abbreviated um, and short, intense visits, and so that's why uh, all of my clinics have open room adjusting. But I am telling you that right now, one of the things you may want to consider, and I'm not saying go overboard on this, so don't don't get me wrong on this, is have more conversations. Okay, extend your conversation when you can. Okay, not if you've got seven people waiting for you. Okay, you know, keep moving. You know, if you've got seven people waiting for you, but if you have a moment to take an extra minute to 90 seconds with somebody and ask them a question Hey, how's your wife? I know she uh, just changed jobs recently. How, how's she doing with that new job? Oh, she's doing great. Thanks for asking. You know, she, uh, she didn't know if she would like it, but she's really enjoying it. And uh, I think she really found something that, uh, that can keep her excited. You know, it's it just show interest in your patient and their family and the things that they're interested in and the things that they, that they do. Um, so uh, don't, don't have an extra 14, 15-minute conversation. I'm not saying that. But add an extra minute or two of conversation to make a larger, stronger, better connection okay? Because the survival of your practice sometimes is based upon how strong your connections are with your patients and how committed they are to you, the person, not just you, the doctor, but you, the person. And that is getting them to talk about themselves and what they care about, not about you. Don't talk about what you did last weekend or the you know, the uh, you know the baseball game that you were at or, you know, the trip that you just went on or the new car that you just bought and what you think of how fast. It, you know, nobody cares about the stuff that you're doing, okay? Focus on the stuff that they care about, which is them, their family, their job. Uh, what means the most to them? Their grandkids, you know, those kind of things. But spend an extra minute to 90 seconds in this time because then that stronger commitment is going to be more likely for them to send their friends, their family, their neighbors to you. They're going to be more likely to refer to somebody that they like, somebody that they enjoy, somebody that um, cares about them. So spend a little extra time building those relationships. Okay. So this is kind of a forever. All these things are forever things, you guys. But uh, uh, the next one I wanted to mention is hand out more cards. You know, hand out more cards. They're cheap. Okay, they're cheap. Hand them out. If you've got free consultation on them, um, you know, get those things in people's hands. They don't do any good in a box, in a drawer, in your office. They only can work for you if you're getting them out there. So hand out more cards. And then talk about it. And if you want to sweeten the pot, have a sharpie in your in your pocket. And say, if, if you know somebody that that has an issue, here, let me write on this. Take your sharpie and write "free X-rays" on the business card somewhere. And say, give this to them. This is like two hundred dollars worth of X-rays. You know, uh, give it to somebody that that you think could really use our care here. And uh, when they come in, they can get free X-rays from me. You just you just sweetened the pot. You you just turned that business card into into a $200 bill. Now, they're going to hand a $200 bill to to somebody that they care about. And there's a more likelihood that they that whoever you give that to is not going to throw it away. Okay? You made it special by writing on it, and maybe and put your initials on there too. Um, so the front desk knows and you can even say that while you're writing on it. Say I'm, I'm going to put free X-rays on in here, I'm going to initial it, uh, Tell your friend to just hand this to the front desk. They'll know that, that this is worth 200 dollars worth of free X-rays. You think that patient is less likely to throw that in the trash? Darn right. Less likely to throw that in the trash. More likely to hand that to somebody that could really use it. So hand out more cards. And you know what? Um, if you want to do this too, hand out more health passes. Okay, health pass is, you know, consultation, exam, x rays, report of findings, all of that's worth about $300, $350. Um, you know, again, you can put your initials on it, sign your name, Dr. Jeff, uh, put your name on it or, or something like that to, to personalize it a little bit if you want. But hand out a health pass that's even worth more. Um, and, and hand them out sparingly. Don't hand somebody 11 of them, hand them out one, maybe two, and say, the next two people that you see, I don't care who they are or what their problems are. Don't don't ask them. Hey, do you have any neck problems or back problems? Um, if you do, I'm going to hand you this card. No, 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 no. Hand them the next two people you see. Give them to them and say, "My chiropractor handed me these two cards, and I'm going to give one to you, and it's worth three hundred fifty dollars. Um, if you have an issue that you want to see a chiropractor for, use it. If you don't then hand this to somebody that you know that may have an issue that they want to uh, take care of. So that person doesn't have a problem, but guess what? Their spouse probably does, or their kid, or their grandma, or their parent, or you know something like that. So give up more health passes. All right, I got just a couple more here. Number, uh, I don't even know what number we're on here. I've just gone crazy. Uh, family members. Now realize here, and for those of you that are listening, if you're if, if you work in the office as a front desk person or an office manager or a billing person, but you have interaction with, with patients, realize that all of this stuff applies to you too. All of this applies to you. So if you need to re-listen to this because you've been thinking, oh, well, this, this stuff doesn't apply to me, then re-listen to this because absolutely all of this applies to you. It's going to apply to you differently. When you're educating a a patient, um, you're not educating from the point of being the doctor. You're educating the patient just as somebody being knowledgeable because you work in a clinic. And if you work in the chiropractic office, you better be getting adjusted. So you have your own experience with getting adjusted, right? And how much it's helped you. And so you're able to talk to people about that. So... This one really applies to front desk or staff members. Talk to them. Talk to the patients that are coming in about their family members. Hi, Susie. Good to see you today. You know, I haven't seen your husband come with you. I think he came with you at the beginning once or twice. When is he going to come and start getting adjusted? Or how about your kids? You know, I mean, do your parents get adjusted? Do your grandparents get adjusted? Dear neighbor, I mean, you can talk about family members, okay, with your patients. And sometimes you're gonna have a bigger influence than the doctors are because you're just you're just a, a friendly, calm, wonderful face and, and somebody that they just love to talk to you because you're always so upbeat and friendly. And so they're gonna trust you. And so you can talk to them about their family members that are not under care. Okay. Last one here is work. Talk to people about their work. Talk to them about the things that they're doing at work that maybe you can help with their ergonomic situation. And maybe you can help them with how they have their desk set up or their chair set up or um hey do you guys, you know, a lot of a lot of places aren't doing health fairs right now because they're just not organizing these things, but you know, maybe there's uh something that I can help one of your colleagues with. Do you know anybody that's suffering? Headaches, stress, etc. Talk to people about work. So let me just whip through these again real quickly. Focus on quality. Ask. Just ask for referrals. Talk to people. Education. Talk to people about the different things that you do help people for so that they don't think you're a one-trick pony. You've got a lot of things that you can help people with. You've got to educate people so they know that. Having more conversations, stretch out a conversation an extra minute, extra minute and a half to build your relationship. People are more likely to refer patients if they like you, okay? Hand out more cards, more business cards, more health passes, arm people with something that they can give. Uh, give to other people. Okay, give them, give these gifts to people. Talk to people about their family. Talk, and be bold about it. Why isn't your husband in here? Now you'll get all kinds of stories. Okay, oh, he doesn't believe in chiropractic. Well, that's interesting. I mean, <laughs> how can you not believe? I, I'm Santa right here. I'm a real human being, and and we help thousands and thousands of people in this office. You know, he should come in and just take a look at his spine, you know, talk to them about their family members and talk to them about their work, the place that they go and they sit all day. Talk to them about that. And right now, if if they're sitting at home, I guarantee you their workstation sucks. You know, talk to somebody uh, just yesterday, actually, that for the last four months has been sitting at a card table with a dining room chair. A dining room chair at a card table because that's the situation that they're in at home. Awful. I said, how long do you do you sit there? Oh, about eight to nine hours every day. I was just like, that makes my back hurt just listening to you say that. I'm glad you're here getting adjusted is what I told her. All right, you guys. So that was kind of a rant. Um, these are all things that apply every single day of your entire career no matter what time it is. And right now, focus in on these. Make this list. If you need to uh, type this up and put this list like next to your adjusting table so that you see it to remind yourself of it, I don't care if you got to write this stuff on your hand. I always joke about that because I write on my hand a lot. I probably shouldn't tell you guys that, but I write on my hand. And when people see it, they go, what, what are you doing? Are you like in kindergarten? I go, I don't know. I just call it my palm pilot. And I always get a laugh out of that, you know, when people um, hear that. Um, but if you have to write it on your hand, you know, and when I'm adjusting people, I'm looking down at their back and I see my hand. And so if you need to write an acronym or something like that that reminds you of what you need to talk to the patient about, then just do it. Just do it. All right. All right. Can't wait to uh, talk to you at at the next episode. This has been a good one. This has been one that we all need to hear. Take the personal responsibility to grow your practice in these ways. Super, super important. And share this information. Give this information to other people that you know. If you know a few chiropractors to send this to or other business people you want to send this to or staff members, have staff members listen to Feast. Okay, really important for you to, do, to share the podcast. And if you could please do me a favor, go on and rate the podcast. Uh, the more people we have rate the podcast, the more people will hear these type of messages that are really important for people to hear. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay hungry, my friends. And as always, pay it forward. Cairo feeds.